Welcome everyone to this new episode of Conference Reruns. Uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited to discuss this talk with you all uh, today. And, and I hope that the message will bring you all as much peace and reassurance as, as it brought to me. The talk today, I read for the first time yesterday. Um, in a group text with my parents, my dad sent a quote that he came across from Elder Richard G. Scott. I love the quote. I loved it so much that I looked up the, the talk that it was from um, and, and listened to the whole thing. It's called... Uh, trust in the Lord, and it was given in October 1995. So I, I've been dealing with some personal struggles and challenges, uh, and this past week has has been filled with a, a lot of disappointment um, and unmet expectations. Uh, and, and this talk was exactly what I needed to hear. I, I'm certain that my dad felt prompted to share that quote with me, uh, and that it, it led me to this talk, which is filled with so many insights that can be helpful to anyone who's dealing with trials in their life right now. I, I have always felt a connection to Elder Scott since I was a teenager. Um, and then, you know, to, to be somewhat candid and personal, like when I always felt that connection, I always loved him. And then I was called to serve in the mission where he was the mission president years prior. Um, uh, one of the chapels that I served in, his picture was there on the wall. That chapel has actually since been torn down and replaced by a temple. Um, but, you know, I've, I've always loved Elder Scott, and he always has this way of making you feel like he's speaking directly to you. Uh, like like you're having a one-on-one -on -one personal chat uh, sitting by the fireplace. And that's exactly what I felt when I heard this talk. It felt like like he heard about the challenges that, that I had been going through, and he came to visit me and told me exactly what I needed to hear. Like th This is such a wonderful talk, and I would encourage all of you to listen to, to the entire message. Uh, Elder Scott begins by mentioning that trials and adversity come to us for one of two reasons, either as punishment for sins that we have committed or to accomplish the Lord's own purposes in our life that we may receive the refinement that comes from testing. Uh, he speaks briefly to those who are dealing with the effects of transgression, but he spends the majority of the talk uh, discussing why we face trials when we are trying to be good people. To those who are facing trials for no fault of their own, uh, he says this. Just when all seems to be going right, challenges often come in multiple doses, simultaneously applied. When those trials are not consequences of your own disobedience, your evidence that the Lord feels you're prepared to grow more. Therefore, he gives you experiences that stimulate growth, understanding, and compassion, which polish you for your everlasting benefit. To get you from where you are to where he wants you to be requires a lot of stretching, and that generally entails discomfort and pain. This was the quote that my dad shared with me yesterday. And, okay, so I am, I am far from perfect. I sin every day, and I'm still not close to the person that I wish I was and the person that the Lord needs me to be. But I am trying to do good and be better each day. So why do I or, or why do any of us face challenges? Well, according to Elder Scott, it is because the Lord feels that we are, that we are prepared to grow more. These trials help to increase our understanding and compassion. This is a common theme of, of this talk, that our trials should make us more compassionate and should ultimately help to turn us outward to focus on others. It seems like the natural man would turn in and focus on what he is dealing with. 
But God's desire is for us to use the trial to learn how to be more compassionate towards others. But how do we get to that point? How can we ensure that our trials turn us into a better person instead of allowing our trials to make us bitter and angry? Uh, Elder, Elder Scott shares this insight. When you face adversity, you can be led to ask many questions. Some serve a useful purpose, others do not. To ask, why does this have to happen to me? Why do I have to suffer this now? What have I done to cause this? Will lead you into blind alleys. It really does no good to ask questions that reflect opposition to the will of God. Rather ask, what am I to do? What am I to learn from this experience? What am I to change? Who am I to help? How can I remember my many blessings in times of trial? Willing sacrifice of deeply held personal desires in favor of the will of God is very hard to do. Yet, when you pray with real conviction, please let me know thy will, and may thy will be done. You are in the strongest position to receive the maximum help from your loving Father. In, in Come Follow Me this week, we've been reading Second uh, Nephi 2. And, you know, <laughs> if I had to rank like the most doctrine heavy chapters in the Book of Mormon, Second uh, Nephi 2 would certainly be in competition for a one seed. Uh, every time I read it, I come away with something new. And, and while my testimony isn't based on this, it, it strengthens my testimony each time I read this chapter and, and recognize again that there is no way that a 20-year-old boy could have created this complex doctrine. Um, the Book of Mormon is the Word of God, plain and simple. Agency is essential to life. In fact, there is no purpose to life without agency. And the true exercise of agency, especially for those who have made covenants, is to learn to do God's will. We are here to learn how to put off the natural man and to choose liberty and eternal life. As Elder Scott says, in order to learn God's will, we need to ask him. Our trials should lead us to our knees to plead with our Heavenly Father and ask what he wants us to learn and what he needs us to change. This process allows us to act. Trials can do the opposite. They can lead us into a web of doubts and, and questions that ultimately cause us to lose our agency and to become objects that are being acted upon. We instead are sitting around waiting for something or someone else to solve the problem for us. But God's will is that we are agents, his agents, that we act according to his will. Learning how to use our agency to act in spite of our trials is an essential part of God's plan. You'll also notice that, once again, Elder Scott mentioned that we should ask God, Whom am I to help? Uh, I believe that God is more willing to deliver us from our trials when our focus is on how we can help deliver others from their trials. That is the character of Christ, always looking outward and focusing on others. Elder Bednar has taught, that, uh, has taught this concept on several occasions. Uh, I once heard him share the story of Matthew 4 of Christ being tempted by Satan. After fasting for 40 days and going through a series of trials, in verse 11 of Matthew 4, it says that uh, after the devil left him, angels came to minister to him. However, the Joseph Smith translation teaches something different. It says that after the, after the devil left Christ, that Jesus knew that John was cast into prison 
and sent angels, and behold, they came and ministered unto John. Christ had just gone through 40 days of fasting, followed by temptation, and was clearly exhausted from the series of events, and I am certain that he would have benefited greatly from the ministering of angels. But instead, he didn't focus on his own trials. He thought about his cousin John and sent angels to help him. As Elder Maxwell has taught, the atonement of Christ was only possible because of the character of Christ. And this was Christ's character, to focus on and alleviate the trials and pains of others instead of his own. Learning how to deal with trials and not simply endure them, but grow from them and become more Christ-like is one of the purposes of life. But being able to, to trust that good will come on the other side of a trial, it, it's not always easy. In fact, it requires a lot of faith in the goodness of God and belief that he will consecrate thine afflictions for thy gain. Uh, here's what Elder Scott teaches about faith. This life is an experience in profound trust. Trust in Jesus Christ. Trust in his teachings. Trust in our capacity as led by the Holy Spirit to obey those teachings for happiness now and for a purposeful, supremely happy eternal existence. To trust means to obey willingly without knowing the end from the beginning. To produce fruit, your trust in the Lord must be more powerful and enduring than your confidence in your own personal feelings and experience. To exercise faith is to trust that the Lord knows what he's doing with you and that he can accomplish it for your eternal good, even though you cannot understand how he can possibly do it. We are like infants in our understandings of eternal matters that affect us here in mortality. Yet at times we act as if we knew it all. When you pass through trials for his purposes, as you trust in him and exercise faith in him, he will help you. That support will generally come step by step, a portion at a time. While you're passing through each phase, the pain and the difficulty that comes from being enlarged will continue. If all matters were immediately resolved at your first petition, you could not grow. Your Father in heaven and his beloved Son love you perfectly. They would not require you to experience a moment more of difficulty than is absolutely needed for your personal benefit for that of those you love. Elder Scott is very blunt and honest when he says that we are like infants in our understanding. Uh, I far too often view trials through a myopic lens, uh, only thinking about what I am able to do and not putting enough trust in God to know that he is able to do all things, even things that seem impossible or unlikely. God knows the paths that we don't know. And we'll figure out a way to make those paths appear in our lives. It requires that we are attuned to the Spirit and that uh, we trust that we are being led even if we don't recognize that the, that the guidance is coming from the Spirit. This is what I've been struggling with lately. I, I feel like I have done everything possible and I struggle to see anything else that God can possibly do. 
I, I have failed to see God in some of the smallest details because I am look, looking for a grand resolution instead of focusing on the daily bits of nourishment, the manna that I am being given each and every day. But like Elder Scott said, if God solved everything for us instantaneously, our faith would never be tested and we would not have the opportunity to grow. Again, I, I, I really recommend that each of you listen to this entire talk. Uh, there is so much in here that has helped me, and I'm certain uh, that it could provide you the comfort and reassurance that you are looking for. But to finish, I want to conclude with these words from Elder Scott. Our Father in heaven has invited you to express your needs, hopes, and desires unto him. That should not be done in the spirit of negotiation, rather as a willingness to obey his will, no matter what direction it takes. His invitation, ask and ye shall receive, does not assure that you'll get what you want. It does guarantee, if worthy, that you will get what you need, as judged by a Father that loves you perfectly, who wants your eternal happiness even more than do you. God does not promise that he will give us whatever we want. But his promises are that we will get what we need based on his knowledge and not our own. He knows what we need so much better than we do. And if we put our trust in him and allow his will to be done, we will be blessed in ways that we could have never imagined. And we will become who God wants us to be. Thank you all for listening this week. I hope that these words from Elder Scott help you with whatever trials you may be facing. I know that the Lord is aware of you. He knows you and knows everything that you are struggling with. He is our hope. And as Lehi said, I know that thou art redeemed because of the righteousness of thy Redeemer. We cannot be redeemed because of our own righteousness but because our Savior was perfectly righteous and always submitted his will to his Father. This is the path to true happiness, putting our trust in God and Jesus Christ. May God bless each of you with the strength that you need to keep going day by day in the midst of your difficulties. I hope that you all have a great week.